This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. The Buck Sexton Show. You are entering the Blaze Threat Ops Center. This is a secure space. All outside comms are down. Prepare to receive the Buck Brief. Joined by uh, Michael Pregent. He's an adjunct fellow at the Hudson Institute. He was just recently in Iraq checking out for himself what's going on there on the front lines. Michael, great to have you back. Hey, thanks, Buck. Thanks for having me. Uh, uh, so first, let, let's let's talk a bit about Mosul, and then we'll get into Trump and counterterrorism policy. What's what's happening right now in, in the fight to take back the largest city to have ever fallen under ISIS's sway? What are the updates you can give us? Well, the, this is the first time that uh, a city's being taken back without the the help of U.S. artillery and airstrikes. What I mean by that is is the closer the Iraqi forces get to the center of Mosul, the less likely they are to receive U.S. air support and artillery support because of the civilian population in Mosul. So that's why the counterterrorism forces are having to slow down a little bit. These are the same guys who have been fighting for two years. The, the counterterrorism service, the Golden Brigade, the Golden Divisions, where the Golden Brigades from the Golden Division are, are exhausted. A lot of these guys are fighting with injuries that they received from Ramadi and from Fallujah. You got you have bandaged counterterrorism guys going into Mosul, and their wounds are from two battles ago. These guys are exhausted. Um, they're they're he- meeting heavy resistance as they move on the neighborhoods of eastern Mosul, and they haven't even started west Mosul yet. That's going to be the big fight. What I'm looking at now is I'm looking at the range of Shia militia artillery and rockets. And I'm trying to plot those locations because what they're likely to do is compensate for the lack of U.S. air support and artillery, and they don't care if they cause civilian deaths. And some reports we're getting out of Mosul already is that Sunnis are looking at the security forces as they move into Mosul as an invading force and not necessarily a liberating force. If that perception continues, we're likely to see Sunni military males unaffiliated with ISIS take up arms against against what they see as an invading force. Now, we also have seen uh, reports of mass graves, and there are reports from the over 50,000 who have fled the city saying essentially there are mass executions that have been going on for some time just to inst- instill a, a complete state of fear in the civilian population in Mosul. That's, that has been going on, and we're now seeing evidence of that. Yeah, and that pretty much stems from the reports that civilians in Mosul were providing intelligence to 
uh, the Iraqi security forces allowing the U.S. to conduct precision strikes against ISIS. So if I was a military guy, I, I mean, there's, it, it's in twofold. You want ISIS to be paranoid. You want ISIS to, to question its, its, uh, its followership. But you do not want them to exact a price on the civilian population. So some of those reports that you hear often from the Iraqi security forces probably should be uh, kept, you know, maybe a gag order put in place so that civilians aren't, aren't killed because of this. It's an intimidation tactic to get the civilians not to work with the Iraqi security forces. Have we had any updates on uh, what's going on with some of these surrounding cities like uh, Talafer and other places that seem to have been much more infiltrated by ISIS than had been that was previously reported or at least was widely reported? Uh, where they're securing all these outlying towns, they are happy to be liberated. They are. What what's the general consensus from the populations that live there? Well, a lot of the populations had already fled these towns, so there are some civilians there. there there are, are not as many as would be if the cities were actually not controlled by ISIS. So the feeling is, why did it take you so long to come to our aid? Think about this. They've been under ISIS siege for two and a half years. Why did it take so long for, the, for their central government to care enough to actually do something about it? So there's that. But then there's also the, the desperation of, of wanting to be fed and wanting to be sheltered. So there's, there's that as well. So the most important thing now is, is is for the U.S. to somehow try to regain trust that, he, that the U.S. had, but more importantly, um, have that trust rebuilt with Baghdad. And that's that's something that nobody's even focused on yet, and that's one of the, one of the biggest problems because that will yeah. just simply lead to resetting the conditions. So we're two months into this fight now for Mosul, and they have not yet, Iraqi forces have not yet even completely sealed off the city and are really just entering the city proper. Isn't that right? Yeah, you have two two forces. I just talked to somebody who just came back from Baghdad and was talking about the Iraqi security forces. And this is somebody who is pro-Iraqi security force. And he was telling me about the 15th Iraqi Army Division. It's from Baghdad. Uh, the counterterrorism service is, is decimated. And because the closer they get into the city center, the less likely they are to receive U.S. support because we will not be part of indiscriminate targeting of, uh, of civilian uh, civilians in Mosul. So... The 15th Iraqi Army Division is from Baghdad. And what we know about the Iraqi Army, the further it gets away from where people are from, the less likely they are willing to die, willing to fight. So you're not likely to see a lot of success once the uh, CTS and the 15th don't actually uh, retake territory like they planned. Now, then again, you have the 9th Iraqi Army Division, which is an armored, armored division. The tanks, we see a lot of these tanks, they, they can't drive in these neighborhoods because the streets are too narrow. So that's what we got to watch. That's what we got to watch. These tanks are going to be susceptible to anti-tank fire from ISIS, and they're not going to be able to receive U.S. air cover. So that's what we're looking at. That's why Iraqi commanders are saying this may take anywhere from three to six months, and some even saying ten months. Ten months, wow. The Kurds have seized a number of areas, uh, including towns outlying uh, on the outskirts and, and around Mosul. Uh, and elsewhere, are there tensions rising just because of the the Kurdish presence in some of these newly liberated from ISIS areas, or is everyone willing to at least wait uh, wait to complain about that until they've actually got ISIS out of Mosul? Well, they, they tend to trust the Kurds more because the Kurds have a heavier U.S. Uh, uh, advisory uh, role. I mean, there are more U.S. advisors with the Peshmerga than there are with the Iraqi army, 
and the Kurds have promised not to go into Mosul, and they really don't have any reason to go into Mosul. At this point, uh, the Kurds the Kurds are being able to liberate these cities, and because there's a lot of cameras with the Peshmerga as they do this, you're seeing the civilian population treated very well. And they also know that the, the Peshmerga are heavily tied to the U.S., so there's more trust there. Um, the, the real issue is the direction in which the refugee flow will go. It's not going to go towards Talafur, because that's where the Shia militias are heading to, and it's not going to go towards the Iraqi army because of the lack of trust. One of the biggest problems I have is watching Fox, CNN, and BBC cover this war and then actually say this. They're separating the women and children from the men. The men are going over here to be vetted at ISIS, that the Iraqis have a database who ISIS, you know, who, you know, which males are part of ISIS. But that's, that's the part that concerns me because the Iraqis are deciding who's part of ISIS. And in the past we've seen Sunni military males led away, and a lot of times you never see them again. And that's what, what concerns me, and that's what should concern the U.N. as well. Switching gears for a second here, Michael, you uh, gave an interview where you're quoted here in, uh, what is this, Voice of America News. There's this notion that uh, terror groups are, are giddy over Donald Trump's election. You take issue with that. Tell us why. Well, I mean, if I was a terrorist leader, and Buck, you're a former intel guy, if you were a terrorist leader, you wouldn't be as afraid of a Hillary Clinton administration as you would be with a Trump administration with former JSOC guys in it. I mean, Flynn's going to be part of this in some way. And Flynn is a targeteer, and Flynn uh, with JSOC helped decimate uh, al-Qaeda leadership. So if I was an ISIS commander, I would be concerned about a Trump administration that has said, we are going to decimate ISIS. What I said in the piece is that our special operators and intel guys are, are going to be uh, supported. Uh, this this counterterrorism effort is going to be accelerated. They're going to be empowered to succeed. One of the biggest criticisms I have of the Obama administration's ISIS policy was the ability of ISIS to move around during the daytime without being punished by U.S. airstrikes. Uh, they shouldn't be allowed to reposition forces during the daytime. But that's that's a standard with Democrat presidents. They do not want to see a U.S. aircraft down in the daytime uh, because they don't want to deal with the public reaction to a U.S. fighter going down. Uh, we, we not only own the night, we also own the daytime. So this counterterrorism policy will be accelerated. And on Iran and dealing with Iran, I see here in the piece you say that Trump's tougher stance dealing with the Iranians and the Iranian nuclear deal, that could have dividends even for the counterterrorism fight against jihadists. Yeah, I mean, the, the biggest motivator for recruitment is, is the U.S. tilt towards Iran in Syria, the U.S. tilt toward the Russian and, and Assad position. Trump doesn't have to kill the deal. This is how flawed this deal is. He simply has to enforce existing sanctions on U.N. Security Council resolutions and simply enforce the JCPOA, the Iran deal. If he simply enforces it, Iran will call it cheating and Iran will walk away. If he denies Iran access to the U.S. banking system, Iran walks away. When President Trump sees the secret side deals that nobody else has seen and says, no, we're not going to do these, such as we're going to provide a a cybersecurity defense for Iran's nuclear program, and he says no to those things, Iran will walk away. Iran will kill this deal if it's actually enforced. All right. Michael Pregent is an adjunct fellow at the Hudson Institute. Follow him on Twitter at MPPregent, P-R-E-G-E-N-T, and also at Vets Against the Deal. 
Mike, great to have you. Um, I know you're probably heading overseas again soon. Let us know. We want to have you back. All right. Thanks, Buck. I appreciate it. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply.